Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Strange News Daily is a production of iHeartMedia. In a world full of bizarre events, unsolved mysteries, and a billion stories from all corners of the globe, some news gets lost in the shuffle. This is your gateway to the stories on the fringe of the mainstream map. These are your dispatches in the dark. I'm Ben Bolin, and this is the Strange News Daily. Our first story today takes place in Georgia, where Strange News Daily is based. State officials have asked Georgia residents for help fighting a new strange threat. It's not the coronavirus, and it's not all those teen drivers who recently skipped their road test. No, Georgia is under attack by four-foot-long lizards. It's true. The Argentine black and white tegus, which weighs around 10 pounds and can live up to 20 years, is currently rampaging through tombs in Tattnall counties. These lizards are native to South America, making them an invasive species here. They're black to gray with white speckled bands across their bodies. Needless to say, their size and their color help them stand out. According to the Georgia Department of Natural Resources Wildlife Conservation Section, these lizards can eat just about anything they want, from the eggs of ground-nesting birds, including quail and turkeys, to other reptiles like alligators and gopher tortoises. Uh, They can also eat fruit, vegetables, pet food, small animals, and grasshoppers. And they breed quickly. They don't have very many predators, and the females of the species can lay about 35 eggs in a single year. John Jensen, a biologist working for the Department of Natural Resources, says they're asking the public to report any sightings of these reptiles in order to aid their efforts to track and eradicate the lizards. Jensen sums it up this way, saying, if you are able to safely and humanely dispatch of the animal, we encourage that, and we want that information too. 
So how did these lizards get here? Well, it turns out, oddly enough, it's legal to keep these lizards as pets in the state. Jensen urged pet owners who might not want to keep their lizards around anymore to reach out to reptile adoption organizations. He added, releasing it into the wild is the absolute worst thing to do. So stay safe and keep your eyes peeled, Georgia. Our second story today, FBI agents have seized the cell phone of Senator Richard Burr, a ranking Republican from North Carolina and chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee. This is part of an investigation into Burr's stock sales, which we mentioned in a previous episode. You see, Senator Burr and his wife sold somewhere between $600,000 to $1.7 million worth of stock in 30 transactions from late January to mid-February. This is before the stock market plunged, and this was as warnings of the coronavirus were growing more severe. Burr is stepping aside as chairman of the Intelligence Committee during the investigation, and earlier today he said, quote, this is a distraction to the hard work of the committee and the members, and I think the security of the country is too important to have a distraction. A senior official of the Justice Department also said that the warrant was served on Burr's lawyer and the phone was picked up from the senator's home. A U.S. official, who is currently anonymous, said that Burr was cooperative on Wednesday night when FBI agents went to his house to collect the phone. When he was asked about the interaction today, Burr said everyone ought to let this investigation play out and that he has been cooperating with the investigation since the beginning. Let's take a closer look at those stocks. Several of them were in companies that own hotels, and of course, the hotel industry has been ravaged by COVID-19. Most of Burr's stock sales took place on February 13th. This is just before he made a speech that predicted extreme measures would have to be enacted to stem the flow of the virus, including things like closing schools and restricting travel. At the very same time, President Donald Trump was suggesting there was very little to fear from the virus, that there were under 50 cases in the U.S., and that the heat in April might just kill it off. A week before that, on February 7th, Senator Burr wrote a piece with Tennessee Senator Lamar Alexander that reassured Americans who were concerned about the coronavirus. So essentially, he was selling off this stock while he was telling the public that everything was fine. To be fair, there are no indications that have emerged publicly to suggest Barr definitely had inside information when he sold the stocks and issued private warnings in his speech to a lobbying group in mid-February. It is, however, illegal for members of Congress to trade stocks based on information the public doesn't have, especially when they receive that information through their position as legislators. The law banning that sort of trading came into place in 2012. There were only three senators who voted against it, and Senator Burr was one of those voters. Burr defends his transactions and says he relied solely on public news reports to guide his decision, you know, regarding the sale of all those stocks in February. We'll see how this story develops, and here's hoping it doesn't drop off the map. Our third story today, Starbucks has joined the mass of individuals, groups, and businesses lobbying for rent relief. 
Recently, Starbucks asked the landlords of many of its corporate-owned stores for a year's worth of rent breaks. This is part of a strategy to improve its finances as it emerges from the pandemic shutdown. The letter was sent after Starbucks started reopening some of its locations here in the U.S. It's written by the company's COO, Roz Brewer. Yes, Brewer is his real last name. The letter asked for 12 months of rent concessions starting June 1st to, quote, support modified operations and adjustments to lease terms and base rent structures so we can withstand this uncertainty together. A Starbucks spokesperson did not directly comment on the letter, but did refer to a recent earnings call with Wall Street analysts where the company said it was having ongoing conversations with landlords. CFO Patrick Grismer says, We are having ongoing conversations with our landlords in various markets regarding what may be commercially reasonable lease concessions in this current environment. We've not yet confirmed those arrangements, and it's really premature to indicate what that relief might look like, but it is something we're pursuing. According to one source in real estate, this request was, quote, not well received. And another source called the request, quote, ridiculous. Landlords and other real estate professionals were surprised by how long the company wants uh, this lower rent to last. This is a huge deal. Starbucks has more locations than almost any other business. They actually have more locations than anything other than Subway. And that in itself is, is a pretty weird fact. Starbucks has 8,800 company-operated units, and they license another 6,250. In late March and early April, Starbucks had to close more than half of those company-owned locations. Sales were down by 25% in the stores that were open last month. The company expects to open more than 90% of its locations early next month, and they're going to be adjusting to a new normal with modified operations, contactless pickup, delivery, curbside, and grab-and-go. Of course, the landlords who were shocked at this request have some serious money on the line as well. Some of these landlords are investors, or they're small companies that have their own bankers to pay. In this letter, Starbucks did acknowledge the enormity of its request, saying, None of us know the full extent of the challenges ahead, but it's clear the value of commercial real estate has changed. Brewer concluded, We understand what we ask of you may not be easy, and our commitment is to be fair in our discussions. That's all for now. We've been asking you to chime in with suggestions for stories you think your fellow listeners would enjoy. For your bad dad jokes, your puns, or most importantly, your personal experience with COVID-19. Let us know what's going on in your neck of the global woods by tagging hashtag StrangeDaily on Twitter. You can also reach out to me directly. I'm Ben Bolin, HSW on Twitter, or Ben Bolin on Instagram. Thanks as always to our super producer, Dylan Fagan, our guest producer, Lowell Brilliante, our research associate, Sam Teagarden, and most importantly, thanks to you for tuning in. I'm Ben Bolin. We'll see you tomorrow. Until then, stay strange. Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app. 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.